Warning, the following podcast, which contains strong language and mature content, is unsuitable for children or for the faint of heart. The subject matter discussed will be frightening and graphic in nature. Listener discretion is advised. When you want to hear about the paranormal, you get the spooked girls. True crime that makes you hypothermal with the three spooked girls. Stabby snippets will give you dreams. Tara and Jessica will make you. Along with the spooked girls Bring on the slaughter We on that haunted ground The three spooked girls Hey spooksters and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara and today we are going to be diving into our monthly installment of Listener's Encounters. If you are new here, this is stories submitted by your fellow spooksters. If you guys have any paranormal or true crime stories you would like to share with us and have us read on the pod, you can send that over to threespookedgirls at gmail.com. Also, just a quick PSA, as you may notice, my counterpart is not here. Jessica is taking a little bit of a hiatus, so the next couple of episodes I will be solo. But before we get into that, if you are new here, you can hang out with us on social media. We are on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with the handle at Three Spooked Girls. And we also have our Facebook group, which has book club. We are going to be doing a some kind of Valentine gift exchange. I don't think we have decided if it's going to be a mug one or a book one, but we did something similar last year and it was great. So that will be coming soon. So you can check it out over there. There's also book club and Jessica and I like to post announcements early over there. So if you're on Facebook, check it out. And if you'd like to support the show, you can go to patreon.com backslash three spooked girls. For as little as a dollar, you get one bonus episode a month. And from there, starting at our $5 tier, you get video content, which also includes ad-free episodes released a day early. But that's really all I got for the business housekeeping situation that we have going on at the beginning of each episode. So I'm going to go ahead and dive in. So our first story of the episode comes from Chelsea and Chelsea writes, Hey ladies, my name is Chelsea. Love the podcast. I have a couple stories for you. The first one. One day when I was pretty young, maybe seven or eight, my older sister and I had to go to work with our mom. Our mom had to park about two blocks from her work, so we had to walk around a couple of buildings to get to hers. There was this lady that was walking ahead of us going the same direction. She turned the corner and disappeared. I had a feeling that something was off, so I ran up and turned that corner and she was gone. There were no doorways there, nowhere else to go. My mom and my sister asked what I was doing, and I asked, where did that lady in front of us go? They looked at me like I was crazy and said, we're the only ones on the sidewalk. To this day, I remember what she looked like. She was about maybe 5'6", had very short blonde hair, (laughs) think Karen haircut before it was a Karen haircut, a bit heavier in build pink shirt, blue capri pants, and white shoes. My mom and sister still claim that there was never anyone in front of us that day. All right, her second story. I was around the same age as the previous story, so seven or eight, and my older sister and I shared the upstairs bedroom. 
How our house was set up, the upstairs was a small loft that led to a small bedroom with two built-in twin-sized beds on either side of the room and a short but long closet that connected between the loft area and the room. I always got creepy vibes from that house. I always felt like there was something there. One night, I went downstairs to use the bathroom, and when I went back up the stairs, I was stopped about halfway up. It felt like someone was standing in front of me and had both of their hands on my chest, holding me back from going up. I grabbed the railing on one side and the groove wood paneling on the other, trying to force my way up, but I couldn't. This thing was still pushing me. After panic really set in, I began bawling my eyes out in terror. I went to sleep on my parents' bedroom floor. I told my mom what happened the next morning, and in her attempt to calm me down, she said it was probably my guardian angel keeping me from going back up because maybe I would have woken up again and fallen down the stairs or something. I never felt like it was a good presence in the house, so I don't believe that at all, but nothing like that ever happened again. I have a couple other stories, but these two were the ones I remember with the most details. All right, I agree with you, Chelsea. I don't... I don't know. It could go either way. It could either be trying to be protective, so that's why it stopped you and why it never happened again, or I don't know. I feel like if it was bad, it probably would have happened more than once, but y'all can weigh in on that. All right. Our next story comes from Sydney, and Sydney writes, Hi there. First of all, I'm such a big fan of the pod. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you, Sydney. We appreciate that. This is my first time submitting anything, but just thought I would send it because some of my friends and husband tend to not believe me with my ghost experiences. So here we go. When I was 19, my mom passed away. I'm now 25. About a year after my mom passed away, my dad, brother, and I were still all living together. To preface, my dad was out of town and my brother was out for the night with friends, so I was home alone with just my dog and I. In the house, it has older hardwood floors so you can hear people walking throughout the house. This night, I left my bedroom door open so my dog could come and go as he pleased. Around midnight, the upstairs door was open and had a little decorative sign hanging off the doorknob. I woke up out of dead sleep and heard the little sign slam against the door and just continue swinging. I know it was not my dad, not my brother, and definitely not the dog since he was cuddled up scared next to me. You might be asking yourself, what did you do when this happened? I did nothing and simply turned over and pulled the covers over my head because I was too scared to get up. (laughs) I definitely think it was my mom. Well, I hope that it was my mom. Okay, two other quick stories while I'm emailing in. There's a loft type upstairs in our old childhood home, and this instance was also after my mom had passed away. My brother's room is upstairs, and as I mentioned before, there is old hardwood in all areas of the home. One morning, as I was getting up ready for work at 6 a.m., I heard what I thought to be my brother walking around stairs. I remember thinking to myself, he doesn't get up this early, I wonder what he's doing. So I walk up the stairs to talk to him, and once I get to the top of the stairs, I look at his bedroom door, and it's closed with no lights on inside. I definitely got spooked because I knew he was still asleep. And the last quick instance for this email. My dad and I were cleaning out my mom's things after she passed and go through most of the things we wanted to donate, throw away, or keep. That was all taken care of. Randomly, two weeks later, one of her favorite socks to go with her favorite pair of fuzzy socks showed up laying on her side of my parents' bed. How crazy. Definitely mom letting us know she was still there. Oh, that's cute. Anyways, thank you for reading. I have a few more stories I would love to share. 
Well, yeah, send them. We want them. We always want them. If you guys, if we've read any of your guys' stories before here on the pod, absolutely. If you have more, you're definitely welcome to send them in. We've read other encounters, like multiple encounters from the same person. And I think my last one, she's submitted before. So do it, do it, do it, do it. All right. So our third story comes from Emily. She writes, hey, y'all, I'm Emily, and I'm from Patachuca, Kentucky, home of the National Quilt Museum. Well, that's a fun fact. My grandpa, Ronco, used to believe that our family had a little bit of psychic in us, and I can sort of confirm, as the older I've got, the more I smell when spirits come to visit, mostly ramen when my aunt visits us, or cigar when my great-grandma visits. I moved around a lot in my life, and every place I've lived in has been haunted, from a closet that I played bait that, (laughs) oh my god. From a closet that played Beethoven at 3 a.m. to a possible demon setting a shed on fire, I chose to tell the story of why I will not sleep with my door closed at night. It was 2011 and I was 14 years old and we were living in a trailer park in northern Indiana. At the time, I was highly interested into the paranormal, but didn't take my interest beyond TV shows and movies. I know there was an explanation for everything and that sometimes the things you see at night are just a backpack in the corner of the room. It was 9 p.m. and I was trying to sleep, but I had school the next day and the rest of my house was wide awake. The cat at the time, Tigger, was trying to get into my room, but the door was closed. So I sat up, reached across my desk, which was at the foot of my bed, to crack the door open. That was when I saw her. She looked like a child wearing a black dress and a black veil. She appeared to be crying, but I got an eerie feeling. Instead of just cracking my door, I swung the door open. The floor was carpet, so the door stayed open, and my cat rushed in to lay with me. I laid back down and put my headphones in. I felt eyes on me for a while, but eventually I went back to bed. We moved out of that house a few months later and I never saw her again. But I wasn't the only one who saw her. That October, we were back in the city because we had a funeral to attend. And while I was there, my brother started talking about how his friend, the new owner of our trailer, had seen a little girl in the room I was in. She hadn't seemed friendly and creeped him out often, so much so that he moved out shortly after. My brother described her exactly as I had seen her, which confirms what I had seen was real. Even when we moved, I refused to close the door at night. During the morning, sure, and even during the day, but never at night. Though part of that was because of the growling I heard a few times when we first moved here. Hope you enjoyed and have a spooky day. Hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, we need those other stories too, so feel free to send them in. Okay, so... Our last listener story for the episode comes from Angela, and y'all might remember because she sent in a previous story that we read, and it talked about a ghost pinching her mom's butt. So I remember that story. I'm sure you guys do too. So she writes, this listener encounter happened when I was in high school in the mid-1990s. It's a long one, but here we go. We had moved into a new house, and it was, fairly, it was a fairly large three-bedroom split level. It had probably been built in the 1980s. The only odd thing about the house was that in the garage, the previous owners had left a ginormous comedy tragedy mask thing. It was so big, you would expect to see it at a carnival or something like that, and it was just spooky. I was about 14 or 15 years old, and my sister was about 12. I would come home from school first. Often, I was home alone for quite a while because my sister would have cheerleading or something. Well, things would happen in the house, and I was too scared to do anything in that house by myself. Until other people arrived, I would sit in the far corner of the kitchen with my back to the wall so I had a full view of the entire first floor. 
I would watch a small black and white TV we had propped up on the refrigerator as entertainment until somebody else arrived. I was not going to walk anywhere around there by myself. And let me tell you why. There was no way I felt comfortable walking upstairs to the bedroom or bathroom without being in a full sprint. I always felt like something was just about to grab my legs. In the upstairs, the light would flicker on and off. And once, only once, I was listening to a tape. Yes, I'm old. (laughs) And I guess the ghost really liked that part of the song because it pressed stop, pressed rewind, and pressed play. And there's like no way to accidentally do that with cassette players. So like, that's creepy as shit. But here's the two creepiest parts to this story. One night I'm reading and my mom yells Angela from her room right next door. And I say, what? And she says, why are you downstairs singing? I tell her I'm not, that I'm in my room reading. And my sister says, yeah, me too. My mom just says, okay, and we just all stay upstairs. But a couple days later at night, while everyone is still awake and getting ready for bed, I decided to go get some water. I stopped in the middle of the stairs to ask my mom something that I don't even remember to this day. I was facing downstairs. It was dark, and from the living room, a green neon hand curled around the side of a door frame, and a green neon head leaned out to look at me. It had no features, just a head shape. I then hauled ass back to my room. Yeah, as you fucking should. After all that, I begged that we get rid of the weird-ass comedy tragedy mask. I don't know where it went, but my dad got rid of it, and after a few months, things settled down. But it was scary times in the 90s. Oh my god. Gross. That faceless thing. I'm not about that. (gasps) All right, y'all. Well, that is going to go ahead and wrap us up today for this month's Listener's Encounters episodes. Again, if you would like to submit your own stories, you can send those to threespookedgirls at gmail.com or you can always message one of our socials and send it that way. But with that, I'll go ahead and sign off and I'll see you back on Thursday. Bye, guys.